<laughs> Maybe. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we're we're out behind. Recording in progress. What? what? Also, we're going to do a special edition from Sean's Hot Tub. We're going to rate, uh, we're going to review Hot Tub Time Machine. Who's, Who's in? in? Right, you're you're going to drain it and then refill it before we get in. Super draining. And you got to bring a black light. <laughs> before I get by. Before the podcast. Uh, John, we want you to be comfortable. John, we'll leave our pieces out. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, no, no. no, no. Uh, There's going to be a lot of full front movie because you're so comfortable with it. We're going to go in California.
And then we're going to do a new wheel situation. We decided to slip off the wheel, single wheel. We're going to do twin films. We're going to spin for twin films. Twin films being like White House Sound and Alyssa's Small. Films that have the same subject that practically came out maybe even the same year sometimes. It is amazing that two films and what's that, John? Smart Studios will snap up the other scripts and just have them shuffle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it even happens, but it does all the time. So. Uh, all right, so John obviously is going to uh, talk about collaterals. He's going to introduce the... How do you want to handle this, Vincent? I picked a 2004 collateral directed by Michael Mann, starring Tom Bruce, Jimmy Fox, J.J. Bruce McGill, Javier Bode, I was surprised to see him. And a cameo by... Who's the cameo by? Debbie Mazar. Debbie Mazar. Uh, and also Jason. Jason Scott. Who, who, play, who, who they are saying is playing, playing Frank, Frank Martin from Transport. That's because yeah, he transported the package. Also, by the way, the kid in the back of the cab with Debbie Mazar was the kid from the well-known film Murder Rising starring Bruce Willis. That's one of the It's a classic. Anyway, that's the kid in the back of the cab. One of the kids would have won an Oscar. That's the story of the actor. Okay, so, so I picked collateral, collateral, which is a story of Vince, uh, a gun, gun for hire. Vincent, 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 who was in LA to kill five uh, witnesses um, for an indictment that's about to come down uh, for, for Felix's organization, who was played by uh, Javier Bardem. Um, and he goes into Jamie Foxx's cab, and Jamie Fox is carting him around, and it's their adventure. I picked this movie, um, I, I haven't seen it in a while, um, and I picked it because I think Tom Cruise, who I'm a big fan of, I think he's one of the few remaining movie stars you have, but I think he's a little underrated as an actor. Like, 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 like um, I always think about Rain Man, how everyone phrases... Dustin Hoffman, who was great in that movie. movie. But really, really, the only one who goes through any change in that movie is Tom Cruise. Uh, you know, uh, Dustin Hoffman won one note the whole movie. A great note, no, but still one note. And, and I think this is a movie that, what, what I remember about it, the, the indelible impression, other than the way it was shot, now this was shot mostly digital. Uh, it, was it was one of the first ones, ones to do that. that. It, it, it's a, I used to live in California. It's, it's in LA, LA you don't really see very much of. And the, the way he shot it, uh, it, it reminded me of like, like rats in an amaze because everything was high. You see cars going and stuff. It was, it was really, really well shot. And, and Tom Cruise plays a great bad guy. And, and he's really 
He's, he's charming. He's, he's manipulative. He's a sociopath when he needs to be. Um, and I, I just love this movie for, for his performance in it. And, and, and in a way, because you know, he always plays a role with characters. I think this one and Interview with Vampire is really is his probably two biggest villain roles, I think. Um, and, and even, even, even again, again, going back to his acting ability, uh, Tropic Thunder, Les, Les Grossman is, is a great, hilarious character that he created. I don't think he gets enough credit. And, and there was a scene that really, uh, the, the way he manipulated things, the two scenes for me that, that were the best acting-wise for him was, was in the jazz club, where he's, he's listening to the guy tell the story about Miles Davis, and he's, he's really interested in it, he's commenting on it. And then he lets slip out about the uh, Cartagena. And now, now the guy realizes who this man is. And, and within, within, within that moment, he takes out the gun and shoots that guy right between the eyes. That, that was, was like, you know, charming, 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 scary as hell, right? And then, and then you, you know, he goes, goes after Jamie Foxx after that, too. When, when Jamie Foxx realizes he's, he's going to be collateral because this guy's a psychopath and I'm not going to make night. night. The, the other one, one is, for, frankly, for me, he was spoiled with the death scene. There's, There's a, a lot, lot of ways you can play a death scene, but the way he played it, you know, you know he, he tells, tells that story at the beginning, the guy on the subway, he dies, nobody notices. And, and when, when he dies, when, when this cab driver, and, 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 you know, it was, it was funny because as I did research on this, you're like, well, how did Vince not, not kill him when he's shooting through, through the door? Well, well if, if you, you notice every murder that he did, it was two shots to the chest, one to the head. Well, well, the way Jamie Foxx positioned the doors, the two, two shots in the middle would have hit the door, not the, the windows. So, so it was blind luck that Jamie Foxx kills this professional killer, who at one point says, I do this for a living. But, but the way he plays the stillness of that death scene, after he got shot and realized, you know, the slip falls out, and then he kind of sits back on the chair and realizes he's about to live the story he told. I just, that's why I, I love the look of this movie. Now, some, Some of the stuff's a little nozzle, uh, and, and there, there were points, I, 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 now that I've seen it again, it's a little slower than I remember, but, but uh, I still really liked it a lot, and I think, again, the reason why I picked it was, I think he's so underrated as an actor, because he's, he's so good at what he does in the action and adventure and stuff, that I think it, it gets overlooked too often how good he was, and it is, and he is really good as a bad guy in this movie. And, and I'm dying to know, I assume all of you have seen this movie. Well, okay. okay. Yeah. 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 It, it was, was an assignment. We had to. I know, I know but no, no, I mean, prior to this, prior to the assignment. I should have saw it in the movie. Yeah. We were forced to watch it, John. You were forced to watch it. So I'd like to know what you guys think about it. First of all, let's just jump in for a second. Yeah. Directed by Michael Mann. Yeah. I love Michael Mann. Usually. Yeah. Usually. It's funny. Um... And, and you're, you're right, right, the cinematography in this thing is digital, except for the, the fever, the nightclub scene, shut that film because the lights would have gone around because we were set up the digital thing. Um, I, I thought, thought it's, a, it's a gorgeous, gorgeous nighttime LA film as well. And I just want to say that. I think the cinematography is incredible. And the music is always, I couldn't name anybody that did it, the musicians, the stuff you used, but he, you know, all his films have this layer of music track that I think played pretty well. Tom Cruise is a good actor. I think, I think the gray, gray hair and the gray beard and all that stuff kind of seemed a little gimmicky at first, but you forget about it, and, and you know, he does, he does come through. And you've got to remember, this, this is like, like a Jamie, early Jamie Foxx film. I think. I don't know. This was a first year before. Yeah. It's interesting. It wasn't doing, like, 
um, the, the uh, was that, that comedy, comedy where, where they, they, uh, they went down, down, they went down, with the Marvel, the Wayne's brother. But, but I mean, like, like he's, he's like, like a silly, silly comedy guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah but, but he did this. Well, like, bring it up because the poster I showed is just on Bruce's poster. You know, talk, talk, you know, every film is allowed one, one coincidence. So, I mean, I'm not going to spoil this all when it came out in 2004. If you haven't seen, seen it yet, you know, too bad. bad. So, um, he meets Jada Pinkett at, right at the beginning. And it's, it's not, it's, it's kind of a mean cute, but they bond that she's a federal prosecutor. And, um, they hit it off. I, I just, just, for one, one thing, thing, I just didn't buy, she comes, comes back and gives him a card. I just, I just didn't, didn't think that would happen. That was, that was the most fun part of the scene. What? what? That, was that was the most fun part of the scene, because he's kicking himself. I didn't have the boss to ask her for her number, and she's like, here's my number. I just didn't buy it. Characters. And then it turns out she's the final victim. And now he has the card. As, as soon as she handed them the, the card, card, I'm like, it, 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 it like, it like ruined the movie for her because I knew she was going to be, I don't know, she should be the final victim, but I knew she'd be an injured player. What was going on? And then, you know, you know, if, you know, it was a big movie. You, you knew Tom Cruise was going to be an So, you knew that. Um, and so, I mean, that's, that, that to me, it's like, like two huge coincidences. And I, I just think after the first victim guy, which I thought was funny, falls in the cab, and you kill that guy, no, I, you know, I shot him, the bullets in the ball, you know, but it's sort of like, they throw it in, and I'm, what's his name, guys in the superhero movies, Ruffalo, throws it in. You know, there was a cab driver who went crazy last year, Killed three strangers and killed the South. You know, so, so you know what's going to happen. To me, me that's, that's a clumsy screenwriting line. But um, I, just I just can't believe Tom Cruise. He has the most power that day. But, but after that, that, just the fact that he's driving around. Yeah. The fact that he's driving around. And then, you know, it's, it's his plan to, to kill. Okay. To, to kill the driver. And then essentially let the driver take the blame for all the murders. Which is kind of pulled off on us. But to me, once driving around in the car with that broken windshield that attracted police attention, if he was sensible at all, he would have just killed Jamie Foxx, held another cat. You know, and that would have been it. You know, because it's not, you know, so, you know, as much as I love Thief, I think, you know, Thief is, you know, a masterpiece. And he is unbelievable. You know, you know he's a film I could watch a million times. And I probably have watched it 50 times. This one, I have a problem with. I don't think it's Michael Mann's worst film. For some reason, I just hated Public Enemy. 
is the next to after this, which is also shot on video. But in that case, it looks like real video. I mean, to me, that movie, probably because it's set in the 30s, I don't know whether that was you know, yeah, it, it just, just didn't, didn't look, look like that, that but the look of the film pulled me out of it completely. And the plot wasn't really... You're talking, talking about, about the other one. one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Public, Public Enemy. Did you notice Tom Cruise's outfit was the same as Nero and he? Did I know that? Yeah. yeah. Did you know that? Yeah, if I knew that, I'd, I'd, I'd be thumbs up on this. Yeah. Did he Cruise wear Al Capone's underwear in this? No, no. So, so what do you think? Uh, like, like, whatever. Like, you, you like, like the, the look, look of the film? I did not. Like, I never appreciated the look of the film at all. It was just too jazzed up. The shots are just hard to see, and visualized what you were watching. It's too much on screen. You know, it was all on screen. But it was too much on screen. you know, it's not, not going to happen. Because how difficult it was for a film manager to get a med tech. Yeah. Well, well, he was a charming guy. I mean, he was charming. He was, he was, they had, had that little banter at the beginning about the yeah, yeah. 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 I was, was going to say, the, the opening five minutes of this film, film when she, she gets in his cab and hands of time by Groove on a lot of ways, that's some of my favorite five minutes of the film, period, in the story. And I don't, I, I, I love that sequence. I mean, I absolutely love it. It's it's slow. They take, take pauses for over shots. shots. It's, it's not like some kind of super witty thing. I buy it. She would, you know, that she would, you know, like, like you said, it's, it's funny. It's that cab manner, but like he he makes that joke about it. I get in with the samurai sword. I get used to sushi chef. You know, I I love that. And as far as you know, I used to think about that too. The killer then gets in that exact cab, but he, he was quite literally there casing the joint, making sure that his ID worked, because he knew that he was going to have to get into a secure federal facility to kill a federal prosecutor, which is no small thing. Um, so, yes, is it a little bit of a strain that you get in that exact cab? Possibly, but at the same time, he had a legitimate reason for being there. In my opinion. But I love that opening scene with them talking. And I can see how, you know, here's this lady, you know, here's this guy, she thinks to herself, why not take a chance on a little couple guy? Do you know what I mean? She says she's working all the time. You know, he's got to be telling her about his plan and everything. And I don't know, let me put it this way. I have a friend of mine, you know, don't get me wrong, he's a college actually. His, His wife, wife is like, like a, a um, she's, she's a Yale, Yale doctor, doctor, you know, and, and he is from a blue collar thing, you know. Um, anyway, that's that's stuff. But, but I love that sequence. But the movie as a whole, probably not my favorite Michael Mantle. I, I think he's just, I, I, I really that's, that's a tough, that's a tough one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like, like you said, Steve, Steve, oh my God. 
Jeremiah. Yeah. yeah. You put, you put any of those things in there, and, and, and all of his movies, right? right? Um, the Keep. Uh, I don't know. Keep. I don't know. I don't know. But one of the things I really enjoy this movie, I think the look of it is cool, like everything. Does, Does anybody, anybody get the feeling, feeling that, that um, you know, you know, Tom Cruise says he's been doing it, Vince is doing it for six years? Do you think he was a lawyer first? When he's talking to the guy back in or whatever, and he's like talking he's giving him all this kind of straight advice or so, so I always got, got the feeling that he was a lawyer, lawyer. That, was that was kind of, kind of like, like an unspoken joke. It wouldn't take too much of a push to turn over lawyers. What is that funny? Yeah, yeah, to do like, like you know, to do like a very lawyer, just to see more money. I do want to say, although I sound very negative in the film, that in particular, the jazz scene, I thought was excellent. I loved that scene. I thought that was great. You know, I just... And there, and there were, were plenty, plenty of good moments, moments. <laughs> but well, it's, you know, okay, if, if you're worried about implausibility and coincidences and all that, forget yeah. it. You, you, you know, this, things, things are happening where nobody's around, around that car crash happens, and, and no, you're flying a cop shows up. I mean, you know, you got to really suspend disbelief to enjoy what Tom Cruise and Jamie are doing together, number one. And yeah, I think there was probably many, many times that it got out of that and, and we yeah, that, that, I want to bring it up to that he could have now, now once he introduced him to his mother right, right his mother you knew, knew he was in for the rest of the ride before, before that he could have got if, if I'm going to talk, talk about an impossible scene it's, it's the scene where Cruz makes, makes him Vincent makes him go in there to talk to Javier or him and get that get the stick from like to me there's no way that he would be able to pull it together the way he did turn him into the badass he turned into to make him look, look like, like he was Vincent, which is what he thought. Or they thought he was Vincent. Well, but what was he had when he was revivals? Well, right. I understand. You reached a point where he I know. But it was like that. I bought it. I thought I thought that was super entertaining because, you know, you realize the danger that he's in. But he's in there. He's like, I'm in danger everywhere. Right. If I don't do this and I get killed by the cartel or killed by Vincent, if I do this, I'm still alive to walk out of it. I never also forgotten. That, that, that was Javier Bardem. I haven't seen him in a long time. Nah, I just he's wonderful. wonderful. So that, that was, was a really intense. Santa Claus. Santa Claus. Is that an early film for him as well? Was he around? I don't know. He's been acting since the nineties. Okay. Yeah. He's married to one of his little girlfriends. Yeah, he's married to one of his little girlfriends. Holy awkward moment. And he he acted with Nicole Kidman. Tom Cruise's ex-wife. So it's a small community. But also the way Jamie Foxx played that scene in the beginning. He was, he was definitely, definitely stammering, he was nervous. And then, and then once he realized all the guns were around him, and, and if, if he, he doesn't pull this off, he's going to die, then he's driving when he's going to over, and he says, okay, yeah, i got to play along. Yeah, yeah, but that's, that's me, I'm peeing my pants, and I'm like, well, yeah, I guess I'm putting myself. But that's you, Ralph. I mean, I never thought, I never thought he wasn't great in that aspect. Yeah. I kind of dug the idea, what if he really was innocent? This isn't just some guy in a hoodie. Who's kind, kind of soft spoken, yeah. and he comes in and he's like, No, I want to finish the job, give me this stuff. And then I, I, I believed it, I just totally believed it. That was, was like all Jamie Foxx's strengths as an actor in one scene because he was convincing to me both ways. Yeah, yeah totally. Even though he made it at all, hey, when he got tough. Yeah. Yeah. Right. 
what else about the film crew? Well, well, I've, I've always been fond of this movie. I haven't seen it in a long time. And um, I, remember I remember that I liked it. I, it's the kind of movie, like, if, um, if uh, YouTube's always serving me scenes from movies, so keep showing me, like, uh, Tommy's killing, killing those guys in the alley. We need five, it's like, like five bullets in less than two seconds or something. And of course, Tommy Cruise really did it. Right. Blah, 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 blah. But um, I, 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 was I was a little curious because I own it on Blu-ray. I haven't watched it. Uh, in many years, I could have watched it on Paramount. I said, no, 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 I'm going to watch it on Blu-ray. I was, I was kind of worried maybe the whole, uh, the movie won't look really that good with it being on the digital format from almost 20 years ago, uh, which was, of course, like you said, way more distracting in public entities. I think it works in this movie. And I was hoping that I was remembering that it was a good movie. And it was not a good movie. It's a fantastic movie. This movie is so entertaining. And the, the look, look of it and the feel of it. Like, like I could, I could, I could watch, watch helicopters fly around Los Angeles with the cityscape reflected on the bottom of the fuselage for an hour. I mean, it's, it's, it's so Michael Mann. It's so well done. And I, I, and I remember thinking, uh, this must have been really satisfying to edit. Like, like to, to pull, pull all these pieces together. Every, everything. And, and, and apparently Michael Mann does 80 takes of everything. So you know there was a lot of material with <laughs> Even the blocking of the one scene in the penthouse, where, where all you see, see is that guy get the call saying there's a notary down here. And he does, does that long shot with the two people on the couch, out of focus. I don't know, whatever they were doing. And he, he does, does that scene along the staircase that's just reminding me of Manhunter. Some of the scenes in Manhunter. Miami Vice. It's just that aesthetic he has. You're right. The reflections on the glass of the buildings in LA. And all, and all that, that just, just kept this thing moving. Yeah, yeah I, just, I, I found it really satisfying. Because, because I, mean, I, mean, I like Michael Mann movies. I don't like all of his movies. But, but I, I, he's, he's one, one of those guys, guys if I get into the vibe, I, I can say, well, well maybe, maybe there's one too many coincidences. It's, it's a movie. Because I don't care. Because it's a Michael Mann movie. And he's just transported me into this world. I haven't watched the Eat in years. And I don't want to watch that again. And, and my, my favorite, favorite Michael Mann movie I haven't watched in a while, which is The Insider, oh, which is like, like I think that's, that's, a, that's almost the best version of him because that is a movie with incredible storytelling and suspense and it's mostly just people talking. talking. I've, I've never, never been, been so terrified by an actor of fingernails to have him on the desk as I have in that movie. Really incredible stuff. So, so this, was, this was super fun to revisit, John. I'm really glad that you picked this one. I was looking forward to watching it again at some point in my life and it was totally worth watching it again. Like I came upstairs all excited after I watched it because Kelly was on call. And I said, you, you want to watch it? I'll, I'll totally watch it again. She said, well, not right now. I said, all right. But it was just really, just really entertaining. And um, Tom Cruise is really, I don't know. You know, I, I, I think he's, he's going to die without an Oscar. I'm pretty confident about that. But, um, you know, this was five years after Magnolia. And he was very, very compelling uh, as Jason Robart's son, uh, the, you know, the um, uh, motivational speaker for men and all that kind of stuff. He has uh, just, just a bigger range than you give him credit for. And this is one of those examples I'm like, you know, really shows it. He's very satisfying to watch. Well, I, I think, think that would be higher than the in the minority report. I love that movie, too. I, I guess a little tidbit. So originally, again, you guys probably got some same movie, but I did. This was Russell Crowe's movie. Uh, he was originally in the development of it, and he couldn't, he was, couldn't do it schedule-wise. He's the guy that brought in Michael Mann. So Michael Mann wasn't involved with this originally. 
So that was right. He didn't watch right. He brought on the crew. And then it was supposed to be Cruz and Adam Sandler. And then that didn't work out. They ended up with Gene So And Drew, you brought up Tom Cruise shooting. So he never shot live rounds before this movie. And he went to training. And, and they, they said, said the, the, the trainers said, said like, like everything Tom Cruise does, he got <coughs> so proficient with it that they, they use his quick draw as, as part of training for the cops. That's, that's how good he was. Oh, they show the scene. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. Because it really, I mean, it's, it's like Keanu like Reeves and John Wick movies. The stuff he does is, is incredible. If you watch on YouTube, train like Keanu Reeves does, John Wick, he's really doing it. It's incredible. Also. In, in the scene where he's chasing Jada, Jada Smith around the office, and he, he breaks, breaks through the glass and trips over the hair, he really tripped over that. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's right. And Michael, Michael Mann kept it in the yeah. And now, now he's about, about to go into space for his next film. film. Yeah. yeah. Tom Cruise. You say, say he's, he's going to die without an Oscar? He may die in one of the stuff he does. Hey, you know what? He's going to be able to see him for a decade. He would tell you. Nothing, Nothing would make you happier than that. Go, 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 go do something. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, also, another thing about him is completely in this movie. He, he, he runs, runs in every movie. He is so fast and, and terrifying. Is he running through the subway station after this film? I don't know how really intimidating. My suspension is how do these people run the shoes that they wear? Well, even Jada Smith is running on those high heels. I think even. Uh, uh, he got Jamie Foxx trying to pull along, along. But, but like even Tom Cruise, I guess those have rubber, rubber soles or something. I don't understand if he's wearing you know, uh, fancy, fancy shoes. shoes. You can just listen to all the things about it. I do. Uh, I, I think it was that car crash at the end that they did where he put the car. So they shot that and it went perfect. It landed exactly where it was supposed to go. But he thought it looked a little too staged, so they did it two more times. And, and they actually used the first take. That, that bothered me. Let me tell you what bothered me about that. Uh, the whole wreck gets yeah. that, that computer, by the way, which Tom Cruise was able to pull off the cast. Oh, you mean it was open to the page? It was open to the page to see her. I mean, I, when I, I saw, saw this the first time, time, I never put two and two together. I thought they ultimately end up at the end because she gave the card and went through this whole thing. You know, as this movie's going on, I kind of go, wait a second. This is a big prosecution. He's, He's going, going after witnesses. It's probably going to be her. I didn't care. I didn't care. Um, well, well he, he comes, comes out of that goal. Right, right, right. He was chasing it out. Well, it wouldn't have bothered me if that scene where he finally decides to say, okay, well, then if nothing matters, I'm going to step up gas and you're not going to shoot. It wouldn't have bothered me if he decided to do that because he found out when they were capped that that was Vincent's final time. Story-wise, that wouldn't have bothered me. But, but I, I do like that it went the way that it went, went because uh, that's, that's the, the first time in the whole movie. And not, not everything has gone his way, Vincent, but it's, it's the, the first time in the whole movie that Tom Cruise was nervous. Right, right. He, you know, he picked this cab driver and stayed in this guy's cab because he's easily manipulable. And he was able to get it. I mean, can you imagine? Like, like, just pick up this body and help you put it in the trunk. This guy was so shocked about what was happening. He just did it. And now, and now all of a sudden, like, like you, you could, you could, could die because I'm going to drive a car or something. And that, that's, that's a great thing. Again, little, little bits of acting on Tom Cruise's face and the way that Jamie Foxx says his jaw. I mean, it's just, it's great. It's just yeah, great. Stuff. I also want to uh, talk, talk about, about Mark Ruffalo for, 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 for a 
for a second. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, I love, love Mark Ruffalo. I love Mark Ruffalo. Like, like what he does. Not what he's saying. He's And when his hair was slicked back, he first came in, I'm like, that's Mark Ruffalo. He looked really cool. And I was so upset when he gets shot and Vincent just takes him out like that. I mean, that really, that really bothered me because I, I, I like that. Should. Should. I, 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 I like, like him as a character. I like him as an actor. I, I know he's not dead. But I just, I love Mark Ruffalo. That, that was a shock to me. Yeah. Yeah. And there's a lot of things. Peter, Peter, the director of Birds, the boss or whatever he was. You know, and Bruce McGill. Bruce McGill is I will follow him. He's, 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 he's in, in um, one of my favorite scenes. It's a sign that he's being a stand-up scene in the, the insider as, as a lawyer getting served in the hearing. hearing. Again, Again, like not, not the world's most dramatic type thing. I mean, I mean Bruce, Bruce Gill, Gill the, when, when he, he gets shot in the fever, basically by accident, he looks so surprised. Like, is this already happening? What's, what's going on? Like, you just believe the whole thing. He's not a dick, but he's very confident. And then this is a federal case, and you look over, I see you alone. And then when all of that comes together, if you are all storylines converge like that, he's just swept up in it. I mean, I just, I love that guy. Not to forget his turn in time. Yes, he's been in a lot of excellent things. He's like Margot Rockefeller. <laughs> and that's Bruce McGill doing this in animals, right? That's amazing how long he's been in. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so, so uh, go ahead. No, no, I was just gonna say, there's a couple extra, there's a couple little things in that movie. It's, it's funny, funny, the way that Mark Ruffalo gets killed in this film, it always reminds, reminds me of uh, Lord's Catman Brothers to Ice and Shine. Yeah. 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 You know how he, he puts, puts in all that effort, the way that Ruffalo's tracking his dad, and he's gonna come say, boom, axe to the chest, two to the sternum. Die, right? right, and you're right. right. You realize they're all around, and I, I think that's, that's one of the great things. things. Another, Another great thing. One, one of the, the best lines though in this film is always, always uh, uh, hit me in, 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 in a very special place. place. I've, I've never been a big fan of jazz. Yeah, yeah, I was a little jazz. I'm not a jazz aficionado by any stretch. And the line with Jamie Foxx is just kind of like lamenting, saying, "I never learned to listen to jazz." And I was like, "That's how it was the whole time." But, um, uh, as far as, like, like, like I never really got it. Or, or, you know, I, uh, that's so complicated. It's, it's uh, fulfilling. It doesn't follow a script. You know what I mean? It's not set up, uh, structured. So, so when you listen to go to a jazz club and listen to it, I can listen to it for a maximum of two hours. And then I get fatigued. My brain can't follow all of the notes. So two hours of jazz, it's just enough. Whereas... When, when you, you go to any kind of other music, you can tolerate like four hours. But wasn't the point of that that jazz is improvisational? And that wasn't improvisational. And then he ended up becoming improvisational. And then he realized I'm going to die. So this is what I'm going to do to prevent that. So I kind of got that. And also, the bit with, and maybe I'm reading a little too much into this, but like, uh, because I know LA does have a coyote problem, that's with coyote, and it always just kind of struck me as being a little, and I'm not necessarily going to get into that. The idea that you know, there are these wild nature things just floating in and out of even the civil Also, it's a Native American belief that if you see a coyote, you're heading into danger. Right. If it crosses your path. So, I mean, that's obviously what's going on. 
Michael, Michael Mann, Mann is not, not you know, he's, he's not, not subtle. subtle. Something, you know, something, <laughs> some of the imagery that he, he does. And, uh, that's, that's what, what I, I love about him. I, the guy is, um, not notwithstanding Black Hat and some of the other misses, but uh, I, I actually like, like Public Enemy. He had a lot of good actors in there. It's a fun game. It's funny about Public Enemy. We had a little screening of it at my house, and one of my friends brought it. We watched it. I tried, I tried to give him back this, and he wouldn't take it. It's like, no. Well, he had never seen it, but he had a screen. Yeah, oh, he's a fan of John Depp. He's a fan of Michael Mann. So, so I can't, can't miss. Can't miss. miss. Uh, anything, anything else before we read it? Yeah, yeah I, want, I, want I want to say one other thing, because um, you know, Michael Mann, of course, is as much television as he is movies. He's a guy behind Amy Weiss and a bunch of different stuff. Brian Storey. But, yeah, yeah my, my favorite show that, that he ever did, I think, I think that this movie, you could see, see it grew directly out of the show. And it started to size more. It was um, about, about a year before, 2002, 2003. It was, it was called Robbery Homicide Division. And it, it was, was a cop show. And then it had uh, Tom Sizemore and Mary Shabbat Henley, who's the one who gets killed in Jazz Club. And then it was like the most Michael Mann. Um, in an LA story, the same way that you know, Miami Vice is just indelible in that city, and uh, the way the video that they use, the way that they shot it, the way that they set it up, the, the, the feel and everything, um, that is the collateral clearly grows out of that. And I mean that in a very best complimentary yeah, yeah, way. Like that, if, I don't know if that shows even streaming anywhere, but I mean, I mean it's, it, it was like written by Vince Gilliam before Breaking Bad. Like, there's just so many. Amazing people woven through um, Michael Mann's career in general, but that that that, that, that show was. I, I said to Kelly, I said, you know, no, we, we should see if we can track that down. She's like, oh, oh yeah, yeah, I remember that. That was really great. And you know, Tom, Tom Sizemore, I think, was one of his best roles. Well, well he is just a remake of L.A. Takedown, a film, right? Right, 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 and you can see Michael's DNA all down too. Yeah. So, all right, right, let's, let's rate, rate this. Let's, let's start, start with the downers. Sean, are you really, really going to rate I didn't appreciate wow. the movie. Sorry. That's okay. <laughs> it is um, my, my second least favorite Michael Mann. Although I will say there are some good moments. I just couldn't get past coincidences. What's your first time for not liking a movie? My least favorite was the public enemies. Public enemies. Not, not my I think that might push, push public enemies up a little bit. Yeah, yeah, it will. <laughs> Chris, 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 what do you got? Oh, I, I, I love it. It's, it's funny, Drew, because I actually pulled out my 2005 DVD. I bought it when it came out on DVD for the first day, which is just funny because it, it has two discs for some bizarre reasons. Yeah. And there's, there's very little on the second disc that's all that interesting. I don't even think that's commentary. But, um, yeah, the I, I love, I love it. It's, 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 it's great, great once again. again. But, 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 like you said, I mean, it, it's, it's Michael Mann kind of ages with the house. And I don't, you can't miss. Yeah. Uh, Drew? Ditto. I mean, you can't, yeah, yeah, yeah. As I said, I, 
I, I knew that this was a good movie, movie and I enjoyed it, and I thought about watching it. It was just, just even better, better than I had remembered. So, I'm going to give you guys a And it makes me want to watch it again. The Insider is unbelievably good. And unbelievably tense and scary. Rush 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 you should, you should always subscribe, subscribe and hit the notification button. Smash the like button. We're trying to get up to 185 people. So. <laughs> to watch this one. Yeah. To watch I will say this. Um, back from my blockbuster days, when the Insider came out, uh, and it drove a lot of people at the store, customers crazy, the Insider was only available when watching streaming on VHS. Man, I was like, nope, no payments came at the store. Which is kind of awesome. Oh, they didn't like that? Oh, oh, people wanted to fill the whole
to, to really, really go full war into, into the war against Japan. If, if you've never seen, seen it, it's, it's, it's a, a really, really good war movie. It's got a lot of heart to it. And, and again, uh, all the characters in it, uh, they're using their real names. So uh, even the crew on the, on the airplane and on the arms. It's a really, really good story. If you get a chance, check it out. It's on Dreamlight's movie, 30 Seconds from Tokyo. Okay. Shout out to Debbie before your internet dies. What did you watch? Well, we watched, well, I watched you talk Deputy watched part one, which was a Brit Binkham about the hot yoga guy who was sexually molesting all the students. Yeah. That was a very sad and disgusting story. Yeah, Debbie watched that. You didn't watch that? Yeah, Debbie, no, we watched it, but as she went to bed, I was mesmerized by the documentary on Netflix about Malaysia Flight 370. So it was very frustrating because ultimately, they still, still don't know how what happened, happened, you know. But they, they go through all the theories, all the conspiracies. It wasn't, it wasn't a black hole. hole. Yeah. yeah. You know, yeah. I what the newscaster said that. I don't know about that story. But you feel bad for these families because it just, this plane was not supposed to end up like that, you know. And how Dr. was. And they, and they tried, tried to make it look like he was the pilot. When, when you know, it's a guy probably didn't do it. But there's, there's no way, it's, it's like, they go through so, so many theories, then none of them make any sense. Really. So, so it's, 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 it's kind, kind of frustrating to watch. Because I don't remember what happened, but I didn't go to the rabbit hole. The documentary goes into the rabbit hole. That's crazy. All the technology that exists today. That's not I, I do believe it was probably some sort of government conspiracy involved. At least covering up what happened. Yeah. Well, yeah, that, that, that's plausible, right? Otherwise, we would know. Right. Right. There's some, you know, mm-hmm. there were just so many weird inconsistencies about what happened. It was like some things which I thought were very compelling. They never beat down or they didn't adequately explain why that wasn't the case. Was Cheryl that flight in that flight? Good question. It was great when it went underwater. So is that it, Debbie? Is that your speaking for you as well? Yeah, we didn't watch much TV. That's fine. There's no judge here. Chris. So, a couple things. I finally thought of the 
All of the actors in there, they're all like my marriage, regular cast. And none of them were terrible. Like Tom Savini actually is not a bad actor. Mostly known for like special effects and war makeup, but like he's not a bad actor. But when any of them act in a scene with Ed Harris was so young, he's not had most of the hair at the time, right? He's just so physical and so powerful. He just overpowers them all, blows them out of the water um, in a way that's it, it kind of throws the movie off a little bit, but even, even though that movie's a little too long and kind of drags on its spots and like, like drags things, things out, I, I, I still, still love it. Yeah, it's Legend of Mar- Mar- on a motorcycle, right? Yeah, well, it's, it's, it's they're, they're actors. They're, they're, they're doing like this weird Renaissance traveling, Renaissance fair thing, but, but it's all because Ann Harris has has decided, you know, she's kind of shooed the, the wider world and all these people have gathered around him to try to, to, try to bring back, like, the, the pageantry and the beauty of Camelot. They live out in the woods the whole season of that stuff. I got one thing. Sorry. What, what you were talking, talking about, yeah, the I did this, this movie called Marriage Retreat, a rip-off couple's retreat, and, and Jeff Fahey was like the straight star in it. It was like every actor, you know, all the other actors acting amongst themselves were all like equal. Mm-hmm. But, you know, when, when they have their individual scenes with Jeff Fahey, it's sort of like, you know, yeah. they really, really have to up your game at... What's, What's the name of that film you did? You might as well say it. Marriage Retreat. It's strangely very similar to the film. But since it's a Christian film, you have to be married. You know, when you're acting against the law, you better be married. Yeah, playing a priest? No, it's really good. No, Jeff Faye's actually a joke. Jeff Faye's actually a joke. I like it. Oh, and you know what? I love Jeff Faye, and I've got to tell this because it makes me look good. They sent him. My, my version of the script that I wrote my part. Oh, what's his time about? I might cut this out. Okay. Uh, <laughs> and he reached the film, and, and then they brought in another writer, and the director rewrote it. And um, I heard from the director that Jeff was not happy on set. And I thought, oh, I'm sorry to hear that he wasn't a good guy. And then somebody else told me why he was mad. He said, because when he got to the set, it was a different script, and he called it a bait switch. <laughs> So, so I, I love that I like my script. You know, um, that's, that's it. it. You like, like it. That's, that's our model. model. We, we like anyone that likes us. All right, Exactly. Well, Teddy said you guys didn't watch that much. I watched a lot because I was sick and had out of work and stuff last week and everything. So I watched, thank you. I watched a lot of movies. Some of them were worth talking about, like The Post, some of them, and then like Why the Night or Emily the Girl. But, but um, I, I watched, I finished, finished watching Hunters. I've been, I've been very concerned about the rise of uh, white supremacy in, in the country and in the world. So I watched the people hunt down, down uh, kill, kill Nazis. Nazis very, very well. I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. But, but I, I watched two movies that really stuck with me uh, that I like keep thinking about. Uh, one of them is called After Yang. It's the other great Colin Farrell movie uh, of 2022. It's basically set in the near future. And it's just a lot of really interesting world building. For a movie that's only about an hour and a half, and Colin uh, Farrell and his wife and his uh, daughter, they have essentially uh, an android companion, and uh, he stops working. And I thought the movie was about he dies. How do we deal with um, 
no, no loss, loss in a family. family. And, that and that is, is part, part of it, but there's also a lot more about it and what, what machines are and everything. It's, it's, it's like, like a, a nice cousin to that BBC show, uh, Humans, which uh, was really excellent, clever sci-fi about robots that look like people and how we exploit them and stuff. And then, and then I also watched a movie that I've been wanting to watch for quite a while. It's called Christine. It's not the one about the car. It's from 2016. Um, it's, it's about Christine Chubbuck, who was the um, Florida newscaster who shot herself live on the air um, during the broadcast. And um, Rebecca Hall plays Christine. I don't know if you've seen a lot of her performances. She's pretty unbelievable. And she's really incredible. And it's got Michael Hall and uh, a number of other faces. And everybody's good in it, but she is really... Really, really extraordinary. extraordinary. And at, at the, the end, end of it, I kind of thought, this is like, because it is about a woman with very serious mental illness, and it's about a real person and what really happened. But um, it, was it was kind of like the movie Joker, but, but for grown-ups. And, and I really like that because um, it was just more sophisticated and, and more sensitive without hammering and without demonizing people who have mental health problems. So, um, after Yang and Christine were both on the quieter and the safe side, and then I did have a few were watching them, but I really enjoyed it. Nice. Christine, I don't like her watching. But she's fantastic. If you like Rebecca Hall, you really can't see that movie. It's just so well done. And the whole thing is it's a shot that you would like to watch. It's a shot like a 70s movie. With, with the zooms and the look of it is set, set in the 70s and um, I, think I think you would dig the, the feel of it. So, so John, you might not enjoy that uh, aesthetic. But, but it's, it's, I don't know, it's one of those movies, it's a very little movie that makes, makes a lot of good choices. And she's, she's just incredible. Oh, well, I, I, I might check that one out. All right, I watched something that I was looking forward to. I'm still on the fence about and, and I'm upset, upset that I'm on the fence because I thought I was just going to be home on and I'd be watching this series over and over and over. And it's Mel Brooks' History of the World Part II. Oh, no. And I don't know whether I've gotten older and Warshawski humor doesn't work anymore or something. I can't quite get my hand wrapped around why I don't like it. Except, Except I just don't really like it. I kind of want to watch two of the episodes and I'm like, yeah, okay, I get what you're doing, but. You know, you know, it's Mel Brooks, he's 96 years old, and he's narrating, all these great actors and, you know, comedians and, and people who are doing all these parts, and it's just like, eh, I don't, uh, you know, maybe I, I'm not going to rewatch it because maybe my headspace wasn't right for it, but I'm kind of disappointed, I don't quite see well, I mean, I know, I know why you don't like it, okay? You don't, you don't like it because it's not funny. That maybe, and that's, that's a problem. problem. You don't like it because, you don't like it because it plays like, Honestly, a less interesting, clever version of Drunk History. I read that today. I mean, Drunk History is a very entertaining show. But also, my biggest thing, other than it's comedy, is it's funny. I love the first movie. I love History of the World War I don't know. I mean, they can make it 100 hours on the if they want. I don't care. But it feels just why it's Drunk History vibe. It feels like a television show. And it's kind of a low-budget television show. I wish that it felt like a movie. Because, because, you know, you know 
his his new war part was very silly, but it's got like, like you know, no, giant musical numbers and, and you know, big sets, sets of the Roman history and the, the, the French Revolution and Versailles and all that stuff. It's, it's just, it's, it's very, very small and not funny. funny. And like I said, so many good people are in it. It's just really disappointing. Yeah, yeah I, 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 I'm, I'm on, on the fence, fence because obviously it's a Disney show. I want to make sure that I give them all the chance. I give them. But I was kind of just like, oh, and then, you know, if you're doing a career, you're enthusiastic. I thought that would be good. Nick Roll is fantastic. But I, I, I am, am going to give it another shot and maybe just watch, watch it. it. No, no man. Man. Okay. It is a little cheap. I saw it. Right, right. I mean, you, you can't, can't. It's difficult to play the first one. It's almost impossible. You talk about an uphill battle against yourself. You're battling against himself. And you get all these people who just love working for Mel Brooks. And who could blame them? I mean, it's like a dream come true, Jeff. Um, I, I just don't, don't I just, it's, it's not, not working for me, so, so that's, 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 that's what I'm going to say. All right, All right. so we're going to go to this wheel, wheel. the double D wheel or Studio K Mad, whatever we're going to call it. So let's, let's go, go to that. that. I'll, I'll show, show you the titles on there. <laughs> All right, and three, two, one. All right, all right, so you, 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 you guys, guys seen, seen that? Yeah. yeah. All right, so, so I, I put, put a bunch up there. there. I'm, I'm not, not saying, saying we're going to have to do all these, but I just wanted to give them kind of a fair shake. So, so what, what we'll do is we'll stand whatever the pair comes up. And really, I'm not asking anybody to watch these films if you haven't seen them all. I imagine most of them. But if we don't watch them, how are we going to be able to watch Well, I'm saying do some research on it. Like, I don't want to watch Wyatt Earp again. That thing goes on forever. If it, if it, I, 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 I so Yeah, I I'm just saying, kind of do some research, bring a little back to it, and I'm going to start with the numbers, see what budgets were, and what they ended up making. There's a couple of mystery ones there. I don't know if you guys ever saw the Liberty Stand Still. No, I haven't seen it. Lisa Ferrantino, I think it's with so, so there's, there's some, you know, there's some big ones, ones in here, here, but I could put in a couple of ones too. So here we, here we go. go. <laughs> the one, the one I, I didn't want to do, but here we go. That's, That's funny. funny. Those, Those are the two, two that I roll. Okay. <laughs> this is the people I want to talk about because they were big. Okay. Okay. It'll also give me an opportunity to talk about how much I like his movies. So thank you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Actually, <laughs> they, won't, they, they weren't, weren't both big. One, one big. Okay. Let's, Let's talk, talk about, about it on the other side. side. Stand, Stand by. by. <laughs> you're you're going to make it to do that. What? what? <laughs> Three. Three. Two, one. one. So, so what we're saying, saying John, John, these were both not, not I was saying that all the movies are already. There you go. But, but uh, you, you said, said they were both big. big. They were both big. Well, well you, you said Kevin Spacey, Spacey, right? No, no I didn't say that. Drew said that. Yeah, yeah but, but I think in that film, is this Woody Allen one of them? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this is like, this is like, we do a perfect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When you talk about a studio arrangement, one, 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 one. Not to mention on top of that, is this the first animated films you've ever done? Yes. Yeah. I think you may be right. Wow. Well, John, we went for the two best. I am. No, but most of them I have not seen. 
But, but I, I have seen this. But I didn't see Dave. I didn't see Dave. I didn't see Liberty Saints alone. Again, I'm not suggesting you have watched this. It's a little bizarre.
It is. It's fun. It's awful and great. I mean, like, Okay. Thanks for realizing this one went long. Thanks for hanging out. How long was Um. Over an hour. Where's the ring shot of that? He said. Come on! Chris, do you like your thumbnail up there? Yeah, that was great. I take your photos. I got to tell you, Chris, you made me want to ramp up my game a little bit. I didn't send him a ton of pictures, and I saw all that you did. Very good. Yeah, you did a good job. I'm going to steal some of that. Jen, 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 Come on, that is wrong. You don't understand. Well, I got to find my life. That's many true words spoken in jest. I don't know who this is. Speaking of Josh, all right, guys, get out of my mind. Yeah, get out. I hope you feel better. Thank you. I already feel a lot better. Good. This is kind of disgusting. It looked like shit. I'm not gonna lie. Or, or, no, 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 you should have seen me. I went to work on Wednesday, and uh, my, my friend, friend said, um, you need to go home. And I said, why? She goes, you are so white, you need to go home. And I said, well, that doesn't sound like the privilege that I deserve. What do you have, the blue? I don't know. I actually went to Dr. J because I'm still coughing. Um, and they said that, I tested for COVID and stuff, and it wasn't that. Uh, and they, they said you had some, some kind of like, like real respiratory oh, yeah. bacterial viral infection. The, the cough is like, like the last symptom to go. They gave me, um, I think they're called Teslon drops. It's like, like uh, it basically coats a little nub in your throat that makes you cough. So, so it suppresses that. that. And then they, they said, they were like, you know, put a bit more on the humidifier, take more showers, and that kind of stuff. I wanted to defend myself for a second, Guru, because you laughed when I said, you don't expect all reviewers to watch everything, right? I was watching a Heather Graham, those guys who do what the F happened to this person, that person. And he did all the Heather Graham, and he kept going, yeah, this movie she played, blah, 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 blah. He goes, I didn't see the movie, that's what I read. <laughs> so, so, he, he admitted, admitted it, too. too. Just, Just want you to know. Yeah, yeah, she is. Well, if you're talking about one person's whole filmography, I guess I can see that. But, but I mean, Heather, Heather Graham, she, she could, could be naked in every role you haven't have watched it. So you should watch it. There's a lot of, she's done a lot of, like, like, like low rent stuff between, like, her Austin Powers and what's going on. Yeah, Hangover. Yeah, that's that kind of. Well, you know, I'm anticipating. I don't know if I'm here. We don't. That script. We want, we want five times as much as they want to pay for a trip. trip. But um, I'm, I'm sure, like, like the lead female lead is going to be like Tara Reid. You know, that's kind of actor. You guys, did anybody see Babylon? Yes. 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 What, a what a strange film. film. Yeah. yeah. I, 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 I,
Uh, I mean, basically, basically the rap is that it's a big box office bomb piece of shit. It's, it's way more interesting than that. Like, like it's, it's really, it's huge and ambitious and sloppy and bizarre. It's, it's got, got a lot of cocaine moves in it. And stuff. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, I, I watched it and I was like, I don't, I don't think, think that was good, but I'm, I'm glad, glad that I watched it. I love 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 it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It, it's John. John you did you see it, Chris? No, no, no. no, 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 no I, I, I wanted to see it, but then it just got absolutely destroyed. It's on Paramount Plus. Yeah, I can't. I mean, the more if you get more out of it, because it's set in that same you know, you know, it's hyped, hyped up, it's a hyped, hyped up version of Monsters. But, but some, some of the choices he made, I don't, I don't know why, like, like the, the elephants, elephants and stuff that goes on, why are they being anyone? Yeah, it's pretty gross. But then, you know, look, I mean, we don't have a lot of Moonstars these days, and then Brad Pitt and Margot Robbie are just incredible. There's also a whole sequence where the end of Tobin Wire that is very weird. That's the end of the other movie. There's a lot of book nights. Yeah. In, in, in Babylon. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so that's the scene. That's the scene. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, definitely move on. Toby and the Alpha Logan Yeah. Really? All right. All right, everybody. Have a good. Yeah, I'm shocked that it didn't win. That's an amazing score. But you know what? That one was great. That score for. I think I heard, I heard that there's a theme for tanks or something that is just really yeah. intimidating. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. 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 Yeah.